like a star, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this for the longest haul, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless. Cause, cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas, yo. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Colby Rebel Show. I am your host, Colby Rebel, where my goal is to bring your loved ones a little bit closer. But tonight, very, very special night, exciting. I am so happy, and especially like during quarantine and COVID, when you actually get to catch up with a really good friend and get her insight, it's really like a double bonus. So we are all in for a treat tonight. And as you know, I've had this guest on a few times now, just because she really genuinely is a one of the most amazing human beings I have ever met to absolutely one of the top teachers in the world, mediums in the world, but three, just because she's actually a really good friend too. <laughs> so I know when I'm in trouble or I got something going on, I can call her and be like, help me. What do we, what do you see? <laughs> so we all can use that, right? Especially right now, especially during these times. And she has been so so busy, slammed busy. So when she has that time, always takes that opportunity to sit with me, to talk. It's always quite an honor. And I am always so, so happy with it that she takes that time for me. And I am so, so happy to have her here. So please, everybody, I just want you to make sure you put your hands together and give a nice warm welcome. Let's talk about this. Hang on. Let's give it a proper introduction worldwide psychic medium, absolute one of the most well-known and prolific teachers of our time, kind, sweet, generous, always there, raw with her feelings and her emotions. And she shares everything she knows for your benefit. So put your hands together for Lisa Williams. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> I'm telling you, I am just overwhelmed. Thank you, thank you, thank oh. you. And that's what it is. It's about being there for people. You've been there for me, and friendship goes both ways. You've been there for me, I've been there for you. And I always say to my students, or certainly my teachers, don't get involved with the people you teach, right? <laughs> don't accept boundaries and look at us now. It's <Yeah>. But you know what's interesting is you just know your people who you can trust you. I really want to say that it's been an honor to know you throughout your journey, but not only just as a psychic, as a medium, but also as that friend. It, it is fun. We've talked together. We've demonstrated together. We've drank together. We've sang together. <laughs> there you go. I have slept in your bed, not with you, but I have slept in it. <laughs> We have shared a bed together, I think, once. I think what? I stayed at your place and you were like, you're either going to stay in my old Oh, yeah, place. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See that? That's so, oh my gosh. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Now, you've been so busy. You know, you are doing so much teaching at the moment and really creating this opportunity of online teaching for everyone. And that's just been incredible. So, you know, how is that going? Are you excited? You seem excited about that you're doing it. How's that going? You know, I, I really love it. I am a teacher first and foremost. I, I'm a great medium. I'm a great psychic, but 
as a teacher, I really feel as though that's kind of my thing. I love teaching. It's it's just where my passion lies. I want to see people excel. I want to mm-hmm. see people really lift themselves up into this amazing and get the best out of them. As far as I'm concerned, it is about unconditionally helping them. When COVID happened, I, I turned to my marketing team and Carol and I said, okay, what are we going to do? And they're like, <laughs> I don't know. I said, let me teach. I tell you right now, I have met the most amazing people with some people I probably would never have met. It's been incredible. That's wonderful. And in fact, actually, you know, what's really great. I think one of the things, one of your most popular classes is this advanced forensic mediumship. People love this. People love it. You've got one coming up. Oh, is it last week? You have another one coming up as well though, right? I have a year long comic coming up. Okay, perfect. I thought there was another one coming up. So people have got to, because all the time you see that over and over where people really want to do it and this is where we kind of get into tonight a little bit too you're going to preach but with forensic mediumship it's so important because oh the ethics and the integrity and you can't just go saying oh so and so is dead and they're passed away or going into the graphic gory details there is this level let's start with forensic mediumship and really why the ethics and integrity are so imperative there, then we're going to transcend because, you know, it is important across the board. It's important in any connection, in any reading, in professional practice, in presentation. All right. I'm just going to let you talk about it. Give us the talk. (laughs) Forensic mediumship has been my world for 20 years, probably a little bit longer. And as a forensic medium, what I'm dealing with is I'm dealing with delicate cases. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you realize this, but there is over 600,000 people that go missing in the US every single year. There is 4,000 unidentified bodies, and that means that they, they're not found. So when people come to me and say, hey, my son, my daughter, my brother, my sister, whoever it is has gone missing, we cannot immediately assume that they are dead. And the FBI recorded known homicides in 2018 as just about 17,500 known homicides. So we can't immediately assume that everyone's dead. And so when what we're doing is is if we are speaking to the family members, you can't just go, oh, they're dead. You have to go in gently. You have to be very, very cautious, which means, hey, listen, can I just ask you these questions? I've got this. I've got this. Does it relate? Yes. And so you're delicately handling someone's life. You are carrying someone's life in the palm of your hands, not only in a general reading, but in a forensics, even more so. Because you're also dealing with the police, you're dealing with the agencies, you're dealing with the family, you're dealing with so many different facets. And you've got to be authentic to the police, you've got to have integrity, you can't mention anything on social media, you can't mention anything to your friends and family. I mean, my husband has got like top secret clearances in wherever the army, blah, blah, blah. I can't even mention stuff to him. (laughs) Yeah. Really is crazy. But it's important to keep that ethical side about you just to keep going. You've got to be authentic. You've got to have integrity. You've got to have authenticity. You have to follow this all along because you could ruin someone's life. You know, I saw a clip and this is always something I teach 
as well, and I'm, I'm sure you do too, where the, you know, Amanda Berry, remember her? And she went missing. Yeah. And Sylvia Brown on air told her mother her daughter was dead. Her daughter was deceased. And I saw this interview with Amanda. Obviously, thank God she was alive and was found and escaped. But the tragedy of this is that her mother passed away before knowing. So I do. I believe that there is a contribution factor that Sylvia is saying your daughter has passed away, that there's probably a part of her that maybe gave up hope or that gave up this idea of the ethics and that we can't just go around saying these things is so important. Especially when you've heard it yourself, when you have got people coming to you and they are saying, I just want to be with them. Yeah. You don't know their state of mind. Mm-hmm. I just want with them. I just want to be with them. And whatever you say in that moment, you can completely change their thought process. You yes. can either tip them over the edge mm-hmm. or you can give them a safe haven. Yeah. And it's your responsibility as a psychic, as a medium, as a forensic person, as someone who is a healer to recognize that you actually have that power. Mm -hmm. And people will say to me, yes, but surely there's free will. Yes, there is free will. But however, words hurt. Yes. And uh, how many times have you and I dealt with someone who's crossed over? It was a suicide that all of a sudden, because someone said something, the snap decision. Yes. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts on this. I really do feel that part of our role is to bring hope, not false hope, but hope as well to every connection that we have. And sometimes those are sad things and hard things, but there's always a level of leaving a level of hope somewhere along that connection. Do you agree? We always have to leave hope with an opportunity, a possibility, the fact that something might actually come of it. So I only tell somebody, I never forget this, when somebody actually said to me, I just need to know if my husband's passed away. Oh, right. I said to her, I said, listen, I'm going to tell you who I have in spirit. And I'm going to give you all the information that this person is giving me. And I will not tell you that this is your husband. That is going to be left for you to determine whether or not it is your husband. Yes. So I went into the reading and I started to talk about he kissed you on the right side of the cheek. You were eating this. You said that I would leave the light on, blah, blah, all of these things. And I said, you know, he he should have had this done. He had this done at a certain time. And he got this before he went out to work. And I gave her all the information, so highly evidential. And I said to her, listen, do you feel that this is your husband? She said, without a shadow of a doubt. Oh, yeah. And that's what I said, I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. I never told her her husband was dead, never uttered those words. Right. right. But I actually said, do you believe that this is your husband? And she said, without a shadow of a doubt, because of the, there was stuff that was not documented that you couldn't Google. That, and this was information that had happened on the day that this incident happened. Okay. So, and you know, there is no question. And I don't know whether it gave her hope. She felt at that point and again I can only talk at that point because we go through stages of grief at that point she really did feel as though she had got some form of resolution her heart felt an element of peace not a lot of peace obviously but an element of peace and she actually said I can actually breathe oh see isn't that wonderful yeah yeah oh there's so much to talk about when we get to the ethics and the integrity on so many levels, mediums to medium, light workers. Sometimes I like to use the word light workers because it, it could be healers. It could be psychics. It doesn't have to be mediums. Sometimes you do see this 
lack of professionalism in it and lack of integrity in it. I mean, what would, how do you describe that? And what is your recommendation for people coming in? I mean, how would we tell them, hey, right and wrong, right? Just as a, a child, we have to kind of say right and wrong. What is your take yeah. on right and wrong? And uh, how would you advise that? What are some examples? I mean, we could name a couple, but what are some examples of what's okay, and what's not okay? <laughs> and I think the biggest thing is come into it how you would want to be read for. So come okay. into it with everything that you would want. Love thy neighbor as thyself. And that is a really, really important part. If you do not want to have upset, betrayal, hurt, whatever, you don't inflict that on another. Mm -hmm. You just don't. No matter how hard a situation is, no matter how difficult it is to create boundaries, you just don't do it. Yeah. You also read for someone in the way that you would want to be read for, which is honestly, yes. truthfully. If you don't know something, you say, I'm sorry, I don't have access to that information. Right. You don't want to make stuff up because yeah. it makes you look good. Yeah. No. Yeah. You research people. So it's interesting because I was, you know, I did have a student and they were just so honest that, you know, they were just starting out and they said, you know, I'm nervous. Like, I feel like I want to just go on Facebook or I want because I'm nervous that I won't have something. And, mm -hmm. you know, you have to say, well, this is where your trusting your surrender comes in. Because if you only go on things that are public knowledge anyway, people are A, going to feel that something's not right. They're going to know. But it's also, you know, it's definitely going to crush your credibility for sure. But what is your advice to that? You know, I, again, I, I can see why someone would want to do a good job and want to get it right. But this certainly isn't the way to do it. <laughs> I think there's so much pressure in our industry. There's so much pressure in our industry because there is this professionalism. The media have created everything to be so beautifully edited. Yes. And it looks like, oh, I've got your dad. His name's John. He had a le had one leg. He had a tattoo of an anchor on his right. And these are things that are built up yeah. over the time of a reading. Yes. But Hollywood has gone, oh, I'll take that chunk, that chunk, that chunk. By the time they edit it, yes. Beautiful. Now, yeah. listen, if everybody looked like that, Thank you very much. It takes a bit to get there. Yes. So I feel though it's about trusting and it's how we set up our client and not lower their expectations, but give them realistic expectations and get that Hollywood drama out of it. Yes. Yes. I had a reading today where the woman had seen me on stage a number of years ago and she said, Oh my God, you are amazing. And to be honest, when she said that, of course, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and once grandma would come through and she's like, oh, you know, she didn't want grandma. I knew she didn't want grandma. She wanted the other person standing in the corner. But once I got grandma out of the way, the reading flowed. But we have to just trust what mm -hmm. we get. Yes. Because I always teach. It's great to get evidence. Mm -hmm. But get evidence you can't google yes yeah exactly and that's what i tell them too it's the same thing right but it's like that idea of as you have something and you unfold it when you're able to take that sitter down that memory lane yeah. that there is no way like i think on one of the dems i did an online thing it was so much fun these online events have been really great right but i i said oh i'm seeing a tattoo of a white flower would you understand that and she's like i've got a tattoo of a daisy 
and you wouldn't know. And so that sort of thing is so validating, like, or personality, right? can't Google the personality. So no. So, and, and there's such a light and a connection there, you know, for that. So now what about to some of the things that I understand across the board of us raising the bar and us raising the bar of the professionalism and the standard of mediumship. But sometimes I see other mediums kind of calling out or bashing other mediums. Personally, I I don't think that that's our place, right? Isn't that a place of judgment then? It it might not meet your standard. So to me, it's just shining your standard, right? Then do your standard and keep raising it. How do you feel about that? What would your take be on that? So a lot of people, a lot of students, they ask me, oh, what do you think about this person? What do you think about that person? And quite honestly, I will only say, I will give you my personal opinion if I know them, if I know their work. Okay. But I will never bash anybody. Yeah. It's happened to me where I have been bashed so many times. Yeah. And guess what? I've gone directly to the source. But I think you should know mm-hmm. that these people are telling you yeah. uh, or telling me you have said X, Y, and Z. And I can't see you as that person. So I just thought I should bring it to light because your name is being associated to me yeah. in a bad light. Yeah. You know me, Carl. I go direct to the source. Hey, yeah. there's nothing like <laughs> I will get on FaceTime and I will go, hey, let's have a conversation. So as far as I'm concerned, I think, again, that shows your authenticity. I think, again, it shows your integrity. And you know me, I I fight for my students. Yes. If if I have had a situation where one of my students is being ridiculed, I'm that person to fight with you. Yes. Um, I will help anybody because as far as I'm concerned, if someone is bashing them, they're bashing me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you don't have to that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's unprofessional. It's a small world, and ultimately, we're all trying to get to the same thing. We're all trying to heal. Yes. And just because of mediumship differently and doesn't do it my way, I will say, listen, that's their way. Mm-hmm. And if that's what works for them, they're healing. But I also say to my students, my beginner students, find a tutor that you really can resonate to help you with the foundations. Yeah. Once you have got the foundation, once you have understood it, you've got the mechanics, you understand how it works, then go and get your other teachers. Yes. Because you're going to come back with, hold on, that person told me this, this person told me that, I'm now confused. Yes, yes. And I think a lot of times too, I do believe it's great to study with different teachers, right? Because you do pick up those things. One one thing I've noticed is that some students, are they really in it to learn from you or are they in it to put your name on their resume on their website? Because I've noticed checklist of, oh, this, this, this. You can tell that they're not really investing in truly learning. They're just trying to get the checklist. Does that make sense? Have you seen that? Yeah. I mean, I have seen it and I do think it's great. I mean, I'm always the person that will say, hey, go and learn by this person. Go and learn by that person. Mm -hmm. And I think some people do want that checklist. Some people do want to have, hey, I've been taught by Tony Stockwell, Colby Rebel, Lisa Williams, James Van Prague, boom, 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 boom. And in a way, I'm going to be honest with you, it, it doesn't impress me. What impresses me is the fact that they can say, I've trained with highly reputable teachers. Yeah. And I don't feel like it's a need to, hey, I've trained with these guys. Because let's face it, there could be somebody who is in their small little town 
who is an excellent medium, an excellent psychic, and an excellent teacher, and they haven't got maybe the name, but they are still amazing. And you get those people get left off. And that's what really gets to me is that just because you have a name in the industry doesn't necessarily mean that you're the best teacher. And so in my mind, when someone places it as a checklist, I don't feel as though it's impressive. I feel as though what you're doing is you're just saying, hey, I've been able to afford this or hey, I've gone and done that. Or I've shown up for the workshop. But it's interesting because you can tell though, I don't know if you you took that away because I know how Lisa teaches. I don't know if you took that. I've been with Tony. (laughs) I know Mavis. I know... I know me some Paul Jacobs. I can't imagine. <laughs> and it's funny because when students come to me, I can tell who they've been taught by. Yes. Yeah. I love that there are students investing and wanting to learn and really wanting that to kind of expand because I'm a natural medium. I don't need to study, but we all do. Natural athletes must need to study to be professional athletes, right? There is that expansion there's that growth there's going outside that comfort zone so I I think that that's important as well we all have to study we all Mm -hmm. have to that's why I tell my beginners I say listen learn the mechanics with one one person then go and expand and then go and see all of these amazing teachers yeah and I I wasn't taught by anyone I didn't have formal training but I learned on the job I used every single reading to push myself to get something else. But I actually learned by, because when I was developing, there were no circles. There wasn't. So I just pushed myself. I was watching TV shows. How did they get that? I'm going to try and get that. And even now I say, and I use every reading as an opportunity to push myself to get more information. Yeah. What we need to do is just continually, continually push and push and push. The best information isn't, again, a checklist. It isn't, did I get a birthday? Did I get this? Did I get a blue shirt? Did I get the how tall they are? Did I get the color hair? You know, you do need some of this hard evidence, but you also need that personality. You got to bring that person in or bring those memories in. Or I believe in messages. I really do. I, I If I pick up the phone and... I, I call someone, I have a reason for calling you. I either want to chat or I need to get through something or I want to say hello. I don't just pick up the phone and breathe heavy into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be like, all right, how about which which one? Red, blue. You know, but there's at least an intention. I believe spirit, I do believe that if they're coming through, there's an intention. What is that intention? And I believe it's my responsibility to share that and to inquire on it. But yeah, definitely. (laughs) You know, and I was talking about how we've just got to bring through the true essence. The true essence is so important just to bring that person through how they want to be remembered. Yeah. Yes. I, I think it changes everything. Yes. Yes, exactly. One thing I wanted to do is I am showing your books, right? So we've got I speak to dead people, King You. Was that a sign from heaven and divine wisdom, which we have? But the other thing I have is I love our survival of the soul. And so this one's always really great. And one of the things I love, I don't even know how long ago you gave this to me, right? You actually still lived here. So you were up in Brentwood. And oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you ready? It says, you rock and one day we will stand on stage together. Love you, girl. (laughs) 
my gosh. And we did. We, we did. Mm-hmm. How fun. And that was a fun night, right? Fun, fun, fun. I am a writer. You're a writer. And when we do put content together, it is special or images to anything like this. I, I just, I am not a fan. And again, it could just be from my umpteenth English classes that you don't plagiarize or you don't take someone else's content. On one hand, this is tough, right? Because on one hand, for instance, I'm one of your master teachers. You would hope I'm at least teaching some of those concepts you taught me. But there is, there's got to be that line of what is my belief or my connection and not cutting, pasting your words, right? There has to be that. Tell me your thoughts and feelings on that as well as it relates to integrity and ethics and mediumship. So with all my master teachers, as you know, I let you walk away with yep. a USB that says, hey, here's my classes, go for it. Take whatever <laughs> content you want. Yes. When it comes to you creating this and writing your books and doing everything else, as far as I'm concerned, it's like people said to me, oh my gosh, one of Colby's books, there was an exercise that was very similar. I was like, you know what? She's a master teacher. To me, that's like, um, I don't know, I'm very honored. And whenever I use somebody else's work, because even I work, and I'll say, I learned this by somebody else. Yeah. As far as we give credit to the person and we give credit to other people that I've learned off or studied with or, you know, connected with, I've been doing this uh, creative leadership courses. And I often utilize the creative leadership courses. And I say that this was my professor's work, mm-hmm. but at least I'm actually being honest with them and saying, it is not my work. Yeah. Yeah. That's and all. even when I do a workshop and I'll say, okay, listen, this is what Lisa does this all the time. This is where I got this. Let's do this. Or even Paul, anyone. But it is, I think it is special or important. You know, one of my students said, hey, could I take some of your exercises? And I said, of course you can. Just make sure you're not making them, you know, you have to say either put your spin on them, like you're saying, like, what is your take on it? Or just give credit where it is. I mean, the idea is to pass it on. It's... (laughs) Not to take someone else's exact words, uh, or one of my biggest pet peeves is if someone takes a quote of someone and then doesn't give the credit of the quote. We can't reinvent the wheel. And the wheel has been there for a long time. All we're doing is we're actually trying to get you the best in in so many ways. And sometimes, you know, students will, will want not resonate with mm-hmm. one thing but they'll resonate with another thing you teach and I'm sitting there oh yeah that's brilliant the way that she's explained that or, yeah. oh you know what so we just do it it's just a natural thing just give credit yes yes that's all it is so what are the three things if you could say today three things bringing integrity into mediumship or into spirit or into the work the healing work any part of it what are three things tips that that you would love to pass along to the listeners tonight (laughs) oh Colby where do I go with this one (laughs) (laughs) um I think the three tips are really be confident in work be Mm -hmm. absolutely confident don't lie cheat betray someone who is giving you a helping hand treat everyone with respect yeah and, and treat someone and teach someone to the best of your ability. Don't make, and I think those are my top three. Yeah, definitely. And just be kind. Be kind to your peers. Be kind to your friends. Be kind to your clients. Be kind to Mm -hmm. spirit. Be kind to yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kindness and compassion. 
with you, with your experience, because you are a teacher and you help students and you do a lot for them. As I talked about, there are going to be people that disappoint you. There are going to be people that you feel fail you either on a personal level or a professional level. How do you overcome that? How do you conquer that? So you know what? I'm going to be honest. It's about forgiveness. And you know, I've had to do it recently. I've had to do it on many occasions, both business and professionally. But at the end of the day, it's about forgiveness. I think I went Facebook Live the other night. I was sitting in my bed and I was like, you know what? I got to go Facebook Live. And I talked about it. I talked about letting go. You can't hold on to it because you either have to deal with it in the moment and you, it takes a strong person to deal with it. I'm going to be honest with you. And you deal with it in the moment. And then what you actually have to then do is work through it. You have to sit with it and go, well, how do I feel in this moment right now? What is right for me right now? How am I going to maneuver through it? And I realize that I actually have to forgive. There is a lot of forgiveness because if I can't forgive, my heart can't settle. My heart isn't settled, then it interrupts everything. It disrupts so much. And it then creates a lot of discord. It creates, it infiltrates throughout my business, throughout into my children, in, into my marriage, into my work, into my staff. If you cannot let go, then you've got to work on it. And subsequently, if you have done the hurting or if you have hurt someone, you also have to own up. You also have to say, you know what? I'm sorry. Don't be the weak person that's hit, hidden and kind of hidden and, and hope it goes away and hides under the carpet. You actually have to own up and say, hey, listen, I'm sorry I screwed up. What that does is it's ownership. You're actually having ownership on what is important. Hey, I'm owning who I am. Listen, we all screw up. We yeah. all screw up. I'm owning the fact of this was my mistake. I'm owning my part of it. I'm owning who I am. And you're taking ownership. And you're, that shows respect. It shows integrity. It shows your authenticity. It shows that you are human. Because a lot of people think that because we're in this woo-woo world, in the world that we are healing, that we are superheroes. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, we're not. And what we are doing is actually using that knowledge and that experience and those things that we have done yeah. to incorporate them into the reading to actually help others. Yeah. I feel like it's so important that we take that ownership of it. What about when it's someone personal, like even though we're talking about mediumship and we're talking about, what about just someone in their own life, like when they felt betrayal or hurt or pain, you know, maybe it's their spouse or their friend or their parents, coworker. Oh, I mean, I, a girl, you, you know what my coworkers used to do to me in the accounting world. Remember that? So much bullying. Yeah. How do you deal with that? So it sucks. Yeah. When you have been tr betrayed and when you have been hurt and when you have been let down, on a serious, serious level by people you trusted. You have to rebuild that trust. Yeah. If you are going to continue in a relationship or continue in that work environment or continue having that person in your life in whatever capacity, mm -hmm. you have to rebuild the trust. And what you have to do is you have to deal with things, process it, and then draw a line. Yes. Draw a line. You then have to say, okay, that's happened. Yeah. 
then you can't keep going back on it. And a dear, dear friend of mine, I went through something recently, and a dear friend of mine, she she sat me down and she said, right, Lisa, you have a choice. You can either keep thrashing this thing out in your mind, you can keep churning it around, or you know what, you can just draw a line under it and say, let me mark it down to experience. Yeah. Let me mark it down to experience. And are you going to allow this one thing to stop your happiness? Right, right. I sat with it and I went, you know what, you're right. And she told me her story and I sat there with my mouth open and I could not believe what she was telling me. But it's all relative. I mean, hers was awful. But then someone could hear mine and it was awful and someone else could hear yours and they would think it's awful. It's all relative. Right. Ultimately, I had to draw a line under it. And I had to realize that I'm the bigger person. I have dealt with it. I have addressed it in the best way possible. And I've chosen to forgive. Yeah. To let go. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. there are times that things churn up And there is someone in my life, well, not in my life anymore, that I will say, they who shall not be named. Because whenever I mention the name, I feel it. And when I feel it, I don't want to give it power. Right. Okay. So I don't put a label on it. It's not the fact I'm scared of that person. It's just the fact right now, too raw, can't do it because I get that thing. And I don't need it to keep churning in my head. Right. So part of it is saying, okay, I've done. I work with a shaman who basically pulled the energy out. And she said, this person was so wrapped up in your energy. She's like, oh, my God. She was like this octopus wrapped around in my inside. And it was crazy. But that energy, I can't give it energy. And there will be a point where, yes, I will be able to talk about it. But right now, I just, it's, there are ways of handling it. Yeah. And I feel as long as you're prepared to handle it, draw a line, and then cope in your way, you've got to find your coping mechanism to make your heart heal. Yes. Yes. Maybe it's just coming down to surrendering that, you know, what happens or what comes in and for whatever happened, there are some people that we're meant to done whatever we were supposed to learn or however we were supposed to grow. That chapter is over. And maybe some are challenges or tests that kind of shows how strong and resilient and how real something is. Yeah, for me, it showed me my circumstance, it highlighted my intuition, it highlighted what I knew, and that I shouldn't doubt. It highlighted that my biggest issue is learning to trust and that I have to work on trust again. My other issue is the fact that I am now, I've actually come back from it and realizing that, you know what? Yes, while that situation wasn't great, oh, it was awful, I can be much stronger. Yes. We are stronger. And so it is, and you know, and it's amazing. And that's just happened where my daughter, who is not my daughter biologically, uh, has just asked me to adopt her. How exciting uh, is that? Congratulations with that. Yeah. <laughs> right? I know. I saw that on Facebook and it was so beautiful and so poetic how she did that, right? Yeah, yeah. it was beautiful. You know, I'm, I'm very blessed. I've, this, uh, I've created my bubble and I like my bubble. And my yeah. bubble got popped. It's rebuilding and, you know, we're working through it. It's great. Well, it's going to be stronger. You know what you need, though? If I could give you a little advice, maybe not a bubble, but maybe a clear box, because you had once taught us 
in class that bubbles were a lot more fragile and can float, but a box is going to be solid. That's right. I wonder who taught you that. I said you did. That's what I said. I said you taught us. <laughs> how great is it that the teacher, get, how the student gives the teacher back her own teachings? <laughs> Thank you. See that? You know, I have an idea for a book for you. An idea for a book just popped in. What's that? What about how your teachings are actual life lessons. So the exercises and how they can be life lessons in life, just like this idea of this ball. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm, at, right. I'm on eight, eight, 98. Yeah. So this so. is, this is great. You've been doing this uh, real quick and then I, I know we got to go, but you've been doing this every single day live showing up and giving these channeled messages. Colby, you know what it's like to be doing it every day. Yes. So every day when we started lockdown, I started to give messages. And then I worked with my affirmation cards and my oracle cards. They're upside down. There you go. So um, I worked with these. And what I did was I, I started to just give people hope and, and whatever. And I never thought that I would ever get to 101. And I never thought it would take me this long. But I, I did it. And we're going to go to 101, which is Monday. We're going to have a little bit of a celebration. I'm not quite sure what we're going to do. <laughs> um, it's been eye-opening. Yeah. It really has. And in this book, you'll actually see a little bit of dark Lisa, the depths of Lisa in there. <laughs> amazing it really is and the support that I've had by doing it some of the people use they show up every single day and yeah. they are incredible and it's you know I might be doing it for them but they're also doing it for me and I just think it's fantastic yeah I really do. your books these oracle decks your classes they're all on uh, well the decks on the lisawilliamsschool.com as well so they have sold out right now okay all your online classes, lisawilliamsschool.com. And then obviously yeah. on your Facebook page, they can listen to these daily maps. So you got, you're done at 101? I'm done at 101 and I think we're going to shake and do something else. Okay. I think I might have the rest of that week off and then we'll come back refreshed and renewed on the Monday. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Perfect. And I do want to thank you so much for being here and for sharing and for, you know, also being open and vulnerable about that pain and that hurt that we all experience and for the insight for our budding mediums and our professional mediums to keep that caliber strong, you know, keep that bar high. Well, that's all you can do. And remember that mediumship is a process. Rome wasn't built in a day and just work at it. Keep going, yeah. trust in yourself, surrender to it and be authentic. And, and you won't go far wrong. Yeah. There we go. Well, thank you so much. You know, I always love seeing you. <laughs> yeah, I love seeing you too. I do. Next time <laughs> yeah, that's what we need to do. Exactly. So anyhow, thank you so much. And, you know, have a beautiful, beautiful weekend. Enjoy the weekend. I look forward to having you on again soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Colby. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Colby Rebel Show. Be sure to follow Colby on social media at Psychic Rebel. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please head on over to iTunes to leave a review to help Colby grow the tribe. Colby is an international psychic medium, teacher, best-selling author, and speaker. She is a master teacher of the Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development and is the owner of the Colby Rebel Spirit Center in Los Angeles. Visit ColbyRebel.com.